Okay, good morning, everybody. The Talmud Torah is sponsored by Adam and Yudid Zev in honor of their children, Jake, Serena, and Rosie. The week of learning is from the Friends of the Pachinos. Wishing Mel and Judy and Mazeltov and the Seiskam Shalom. We're sad to see you go, but we cannot be happier for you to embark on the next stage of your life. Okay, we are Ayin Tess Amud Beis. Last three words on the page. Tanya. Rebbe Omer. Kola shiurin kulon bekezayis. In the rest of the Torah, when we have a shear, when it comes to eating a food that a person is not allowed to eat, the amount is a kezayis. Except, but there's two exceptions. Chutz mitumas ochlin. One is the shear of how much food is needed for it to become tummy. So that's different. That's the size of an egg. Shashina hakasov bimashma'an. The Bryce is telling us that since the Torah there wrote it differently, vishinu chachomim bishi'urin. And chachomim picked up that the Torah wrote it differently and therefore understood that there's a different shear for Tumas Ochlin. So that's one exception. Viraya Ladavar, and the Bryce says, and I'll prove it to you, Yom HaKippurim. Because the same thing we found by Yom HaKippurim, that the Pasuk wrote it differently. It said, Asher lo se'una, person who didn't afflict himself. And we learned in the Mishnah that the shear, the amount to be chayev for Yom Kippur is not a kezayis. The shear is koseves hagasa, right? A big fig. And we had, the, we had a machlokas yesterday. Is that less than the size of an egg or more than the size of an egg? But the Bryce is telling us that normally the shear is kezayis. There's two exceptions. One is tumas ochlin. How much food is necessary for it to be vakabal tumah? And the second thing, the Bryce is saying, my proof to that, it sounds like it's more basic by Yom Kippur, my proof to that is by Yom Kippur that the shear is Kosevas Hagasa. My Shina Hakasa Vimashmon. What does it mean by Yom Kippur that the Pasik wrote it differently? Because it said Milosa Una. Because the Pasik didn't say don't eat on Yom Kippur, it said Losa Una. So since the Pasik wrote it differently, Chazal understood that it must be a different shear than the normal Kazayas. And therefore, they understood the shear is t- dependent on what, what the Gemara calls mesve daite. We'll talk about it a little more later today. Some level of the person calmed down because he ate something. And again, that was the machlokas we had yesterday. Is that a little less than an egg, a little more? Umay shina chachamim b'shi'ur in kosevis, that the shear by Yom Kippur is a kosevis. Umay raya ladavar yom So the Bryce has said that there's two places in the Chumash where the Torah wrote it differently, and therefore Chazal understood a different shear. And it said, that's the pshat by Thomas Ochlin. I'll prove it to you, Yom Kippur. So the Gemara is asking, if you say you'll prove it to me from Yom Kippur, it sounds like Yom Kippur is more basic. It's more basic that by Yom Kippur that since it wrote it differently, it has a different shear. Why is that more basic? If it was just the Pasik by Thomas Ochlin, the food becoming Tameh, I would have said the same way in that Pasik. When it talks, right, the Pasik is Mikol HaOchel Asher Ye'achel. From any food which you eat, which water has come onto it, becomes tummy. And then the end of the passage says, And any liquid which you drink. So the Gemara is going to make a deal. Doesn't just mean any food you eat, it really means it's going to define the size of the food. So the Gemara is saying, if you just had that passage, I would have argued that maybe Chazal didn't take anything out of that passage. Because maybe it's just orche de krohu, 
Because the same way the end of the Pasuk said, any liquid which you drink, which is just describing liquids, so maybe the beginning of that Pasuk, Mikala Ochel Asher Yachel, is not telling you the size of a food, it just means any, any foods that you eat. So if it was just from Tumas Ochlin that I see in the Mishnai is that there's a shear called um, the size of an egg, the Gemara is saying, I wouldn't have known that's because Chazal read the Pasuk and noticed that the Pasuk said it differently, because I would have said, maybe that's the normal way the Pasuk writes it there. Haraya, the end of the Pasuk, when it talks about liquid, said the same thing. But since by Yom Kippur, I see the Pasuk said it differently, lo se'una, and I see in the Mishnah, it lined up that there's a different shear. The shear is not kazayis. It's a different shear. So the Bryce is saying that proves to me that that's probably the same explanation by Thomas Ochlin. That just like by Yom Kippur, I see the Torah wrote it differently. And therefore, the Mishnayis said there's a different shear. So if I have another place where I see by, by how much food does it need to be to be Makabal Tumah, I see the Pasek wrote it differently. I wasn't sure if that's the reason. But once I see by Yom Kippur, that's the reason there's a different shear. The Bryce is saying that's going to be the same pshat, the same explanation by Thomas Ochlin. Thomas Ochlin kebe'a no, and how do we know? In order to be bekambal tumma, the size of the food needs to be the size of an egg. Amr ebi avo, amr ebi lozer, Because the Pasuk says, mikol ha'ochel asher ye'achel. Which Chazal understood means, ochel haba machmas ochel. A food, it needs to be the, the type of food which comes from a food. That's an egg which comes from a chicken. Chicken's food. And it's food which came from food. So that's how they knew that it wasn't the kezayis. It was a food which comes from a food which, which was an egg. It says the Gemara, Maybe it means a baby goat. It's food that comes from food. No, that over there, both the mother and the, and the kid... You can't refer to them as food because to eat any of them you have to shecht. As opposed to our case, an egg which comes from a chicken, at least the kid, comes out as food. So to say that it's the type of thing which needs a shechita on both the mother and the kid, I don't think the Torah would refer to that as food. Ema ben pakua. So ben pakua is if a person shechts and finds that the, there's a baby inside of the mother, so then it doesn't need a shechita. The kid does not need a shechita. So maybe it's a ben pakua. That you shechted a mother, found a baby inside, the kid doesn't need a shechita. So that, that would be called food. So maybe that's the size you need for tumas ochlin, for the food to become tum. Maybe where it says no tum in Korea, but the halacha still is that a person can't eat it while it's alive. You have to kill it and you have to take out the blood because you're not allowed to eat the blood. So it still wouldn't be right to refer to that as food because there's something that needs to be done to it. Maybe it's the type of egg from a bar yuchni, which Rashi says is a very big bird. So in other words, maybe it's much, much bigger than a chicken egg. Where it says, no, tafasta merubalo tafasta, tafasta mua tafasta. If you're not sure which of the two, so then the rule is that you, you assume the lesser, the lesser of the two. In other words, the normal share would have been kazayis. Here the Torah is upgrading it. If you're not sure to upgrade it a little bit or to upgrade it to much bigger, the rule is you, you assume the lesser jump. So maybe it's the egg of a type of bird which is even smaller. Okay, so the Gemara is saying you can't fully answer the question because if I would ask you maybe it's a smaller type of egg, 
So then you don't have an answer to that question. So Riavodi de Amar, Riavo himself said a different explanation. How, what's the source that how much food, what size of food is necessary to be, to be makabal toma? He said, It means food which a person could eat at once, meaning one big swallow. That a person's throat cannot hold more than the size of a chicken egg. So that's how they understood that the shear, the amount necessary to be makabal tuma by food, was the size of a chicken egg. Okay, about 15 lines down in Pamad Aleph. Omer Rebbe Lozer. Ha'ochal chaylev bizman hazeh, tzarech shiyichtov lo shiur. A person who ate chaylev, or something which is obligated in a carbon nowadays, he shouldn't just write, right? So a person has to bring a carbon. We don't have a base amigdash. So a person should keep, take notes. So the Gemara is saying, he shouldn't just write down, am chayiv, a carbon. I have to bring a carbon. He should write down how much he ate. Why should he write down how much he ate? Shema yavu bezdin acher, v'yarbe b'shi'urin. Because he has to be concerned that when the Beis HaMikdash is built, maybe a different bezdin is going to decide that there's a bigger shear, that the amount of kezayis is really bigger than he thought. So let's see, let's see how the Gemara deals with it. My yarbe b'shi'urin. How do you read those words, yarbe b'shi'urin? E name of the mechaivi karbon. Aksayis katan. So the Gemara is suggesting maybe it means that the Bezdin will come and make the sheer Kezayis smaller. So in other words, it would be saying if, if a person eats something which is Chayiv carbon, don't just write down in your notes, I'm Chayiv carbon, Because then you're going to come when the Beis Amigdash is built and start and, and, bring, and bring a carbon, But maybe Sorry, if you're going to tell me that the Bezdin is going to come and obligate you less in the shear, which means people who nowadays think they're not Chayiv carbon, but when that Bezdin comes and makes the shear smaller, it could come out he is Chayiv carbon. So it was saying, don't just write down, I'm Chayiv carbon, write down how much you ate to keep tabs that when the Beis Hamikdash is built, it might come out, even though you didn't think you were Chayiv, but now you just found out that, whoops, you, you really ate a, you really ate a kazayis, because they just defined that as a kazayis. Says the Gemara, but that's not true. The Pasuk by bringing a carbon chatos talks about the person did it by accident. That a person who, if he would have known at the time, would have stopped, then he has to bring a carbon. For his accident. If the person, even if he would have known then, would have still done the same thing, he doesn't bring a carbon. So if I eat chaylev today, and today it's not a kezayis, and then tomorrow we get the Beis Amigdash, and they tell me, really, you, really, you ate a kezayis. So you still wouldn't be chayv a carbon, because at the time that I ate it, I was holding at a point that even if you would have told me, I wouldn't have stopped. Because I know that to, I, I knew it today that it wasn't the kezayis, so that can't be what the Gemara is saying. So Ella delo mechayvi carbon ad deika kezayis gadol. Really, really, what what he meant is don't just write down am chayiv a carbon, because it might come tomorrow when there's a beis hamikdash that they're gonna 
make the size of a kezayis bigger. So what's the problem? So if you just write down your chayiv and then tomorrow they build, the, we have the base of Mikdash and they say kezayis is bigger, I'm going to think I'm chayiv a carbon, but really I'm exempt. And the problem is you're not allowed to bring a, you're not allowed to bring that type of carbon if you're not obligated in it. So therefore, says the Gemara, you should write down how much you ate so that when the Beis HaMikdash is built, you'll be able to compare. If they, if they change the Shir Kezayis, you have to make sure you're obligated even, even according to the new amount. There's a fascinating question I saw over here. So the Rashash was asked, when we eat matzah, or we eat any mitzvah, which is a Kezayis, why don't we have to eat more? Because maybe once the Beis HaMikdash is built, they're going to say Kezayis is really bigger than we thought, and it turns out we never did all the mitzvahs. Okay, so the Rashash is a fascinating thing. He says that if today it's a kazayas, so then you, you fulfill the mitzvah of eating matzah. All the Gemara is saying is if when the Beis HaMikdash is built, and I'm not bringing a carbon today, I'm bringing a carbon then. So if when the Beis HaMikdash is built and I'm ready to bring my carbon, and on that day they paskin, they, they decide kazayas is really bigger than I thought, then for me to bring it on that day would be a problem. But as long as I'm holding today, and my Rav tells me today that's a Kazayas, so then that's fine. So I don't have to say, eat today more than a Kazayas, because maybe tomorrow the Bezdin will say Kazayas is bigger. All the Gemara is saying is that if tomorrow, when I'm going to bring my carbon tomorrow, Kazayas is bigger, then it could come out a potential problem. Okay. Says the Gemara, Says the Gemara, the way you originally suggested to read it, is that maybe they'll really make the sheer kezayis smaller. My yarbe b'shi'urim. So his words were, you have to be concerned that they'll be marbe, they'll increase the shear. So we came out, it really means maybe they'll increase the shear. The Gemara is challenging, you originally suggested to read it as maybe they'll decrease the shear. So how did you read the words if he said maybe they'll increase the shear? The Gemara says, no, we would read it as shem yarbe b'karbonus, Maybe they'll increase the amount of people having to bring a carbon because machmas shiurin, because they affected the shear by decreasing the shear. Okay, but we're coming out that it really means that a person should write down, don't just write down he's obligated, write down how much he ate in case they increase the shear and he'll really be exempt. Okay, Amr Yochanan, shiurin ve'onshen halacha The amounts a person needs to eat and the punishment a person gets are all halach al-Moshe Messina. That means Torah Shabal Peh. It's not in the Chumash, it's a Masorah that we have. Ask the Gemara, Onshin Mechtav Ksivi. The punishments are written in the Pesukim. So why are you saying that's not in the Chumash, it's just Torah Shabal Peh? El HaChikamar, Shi'urin Shalonshin Halach al-Moshe Messina. He meant the measurements to get the punishment, that's not explicit in the Torah, that's Torah Shabal Peh, about how much a person needs to eat to get the punishment. The Brisa says the measurements for the punishments. How much a person has to eat to get the punishment is halacha l'moshe mesinai. The second opinion says that it was a later, it wasn't from Harsinai, it, it was a later takana. Yaivitz, Rashi says, was Osniel ben Knas. So it sounded like the it sounded like the Brisa was saying that the measurement wasn't true at Har Sinai. It was a later takana. Ask the Gemara. It can't be. Vaksiv, Eila ha mitzvahs. 
We learned from the Pasuk that a Navi is not allowed to come change the halacha of the Torah. So it can't be that at Harsinai there wasn't a shear and then it was a later takana. Because a Navi can't come and change one of the halachas of the Torah. What the Brisa meant, everyone agrees it was there by Harsinai. What, what the Acherim are just saying is there was a point where people forgot it and they came and reinstituted the, origi- the original halacha. Okay. So the Mishnah is at Ashosei Moli Lugmav. So yesterday we talked about what the amount for Achila is, for eating. Now we're going to talk about what's the shear for drinking. So the Mishnah said, Ashosei Moli Lugmav Chayv. A person who drinks a Moli Lugmav is Chayv. Amr of Yehudah Mishmaloh. Moli lugmav mamish. So moli lugmav would mean like a person filling up his whole mouth, both cheeks. So he's saying it doesn't, when the Mishnah says moli lugmav, it doesn't really mean that much. It means if a person fills up one, one cheek, a full cheek, and that appears like his mouth is very full, that's the shear to be chayyiv for Yom Kippur. So in other words, he's making it a smaller amount than we would have said. Ask the Gemara of Anantna Malilugma, but the Mishnah sounds like it really means Malilugma. No, Eimakim Malilugma. The Mishnah means like a Malilugma. Meisve says the Gemara, I'll challenge you from a Brisa, because the Brisa says, Kama Yishtev Yechayiv. How much does a person have to drink on Yom Kippur to be Chayiv? Beshami Omrim Revius. Beshami says it's a Revius. Beis Hillel Omrim, this is the opinion. We hold of the Gemara is paying attention to. Beis Hillel Omrim Mole Lugmav. Beis Hillel says Mole Lugmav, which would sound like filling up both cheeks. Rabbi Yehuda Omrim Mishum Rebbe Eliezer Kim Mole Lugmav. And the third opinion says like a Mole Lugmav. Rabbi Yehuda Ben Beseira Omer Kedei the amount to swallow. So again, the Mishnah would have sounded like Mole Lugmav, which is filling up both cheeks. Shmuel got up and said, I think the Mishnah means. F- filling up one cheek. Ask the Gemara, Beis Hillel, so we asked from the Mishnah, and he said, I'll read it as like a Lugmav. Didn't mean Lugmav literally. So we asked from the Brisa that Beis Hillel says Lugmav, and the next opinion said like a Lugmav. So ask the Gemara from Beis Hillel, it sounds not like you, it sounds like Lugmav. So the Gemara says, Mi Adifa Mi Masnisen, Dokim it's no, it's no more of a question than what I said on the Mishnah. You asked me from the Mishnah, and I said when it said Malilugmav, it means like a Malilugmav. So I'll say the same thing. When Beis Hillel said Malilugmav, they meant like a Malilugmav, one full cheekful. Hachanami, Kadeshi Yir, I'll say the same thing in the Brisa. Ask the Gemara, it can't be. Because if, if, when we read the Brisa, the third opinion said like a Malilugmav. So you can't say the second opinion also, when he said Malilugmav, meant. Kim Malilugmav, it comes out the second and third opinion are saying the same thing. So that's why it's a stronger question. If I ask you from the Mishnah where there's just one opinion, you can tell me it means like a Malilugmav. But if I ask you from the Brisa, which the second opinion said the words Malilugmav, and the third opinion said like Malilugmav, so if you tell me the second opinion also meant like a Malilugmav, it comes out you just made the second and third opinion the same opinion. Samar says, no, Ika binayu. I'm telling you, both of them meant like a malilugmav. They were disagreeing how full the cheek needs to be. So there's still two levels. He's saying both of them don't hold. It needs to be a full, the full mouthful. They're both agreeing it's one cheek. 
that I haven't get this agreement, how full that cheek needs to be. So the Gemara challenges, if you're right, that it means like a malilugmav, then it'll come out. It's a leniency of Beishamai, right? Beishamai said to be obligated, a person has to drink a revius. If Beishilul, when he says it, means like a malilugmav, which is one cheekful, the Gemara is saying that's less than a revius. If that's less than a revius, it means Beishilul is being stringent, that he's going to say a person is chayiv easier than Beishamai. And the Gemara is asking that can't be, because there's a whole list in Mishnayis of the cases where Basil is more machmir. And if this is not one of the cases, it would sound like that Shas understood that here is another example of Beishamai being more stringent. But if you're going to tell me that when Basil says Mali Lugmav, they really meant Kib Mali Lugmav, which means it's a much smaller amount. It's just the size of one cheek. Then it can't be, because then it comes out that Beis Hillel is really being more stringent than Beis Shammai, who said Revius. Because that's a smaller amount than Beis Shammai Shir. Gemara says, no, Amr top of Amr Beis, ki itshel be'og melech habashen itshel. No, the context of the Brisa was talking about a big person, to have a Beis Shammai Because then Beis Shammai is a chumra. Which means like this, if Beis Shammai says Revius, that's a shear, which is exactly the same for every single person. Okay, so whether the person's a small person, big person, revius is a, is a finite measurement. If you tell me kim alilugmav, like the size of your cheek, that means it depends how big you are. Right, a person who's smaller is going to be less, less liquid than a person who's much bigger. So the Gemara is saying, the context of the b'raisa was talking about a big person. Beishamai was saying, he's for a revius. Beis Hillel saying he's only obligated if he ate the size of his one full cheekful. So for a big person, Beis Hillel is really being more lenient. Because Beis Shammai would say he's obligated already by a revius. And Beis Hillel holds he's only obligated once he drinks the amount of his cheekful. If it's a small person, then it comes out the opposite. Beis Shammai is more lenient because you have to still drink a revius. And if a person has a smaller cheek, then Beis Hillel is more stringent and says you're obligated earlier. But the Gemara is answering the question by saying, if the context of the case was a bigger person, so then it's right to say Beishamai was L'chumra, was being more stringent. saying comes out an interesting thing. If we read the Mishnah, it said, how much does a person need to eat in order to be chaya for Yom Kippur, it said kosevas. That means a certain a size of a certain fig. But that's the same shear for every single person in the world. How much does a person need to drink? So our Mishnah said kim alilugmav, which means the size of, of his cheek, of one cheekful. Now, we just said that depends on each and every person. So Rebzeir is asking, why is that? Why is it when it comes to eating there's every single person has the exact same measurement if you eat this much, you're chayiv. And when it comes to drinking, each person has his own measurement. Abaye says, right, we learned from the Pasuk, which means the shear, the amount, 
for a person to be obligated for Yom Kippur is whatever is defined as not afflicting himself. Says Abai, when it came to eating, Chazal understood that every single person is the same amount of shear. That if any person, whatever size, eats a koseves, that's called he didn't afflict himself. Because a certain level of satisfaction he got from that. But when it came to drinking, their assessment was is that each person's level of satisfaction is going to be dependent on the size of the person. So that's why when it comes to eating, every single person has the exact same shear. When it comes to drinking, each person has his own shear. It was one, it was one criteria for making the din, which was what's the definition of some level of satisfaction. The Gemara's words is meisve daite. And when it came to eating, every person was the same. When it came to drinking, every person was different. So that's why by drinking, it's dependent on each person's size. Maskafler, Ibzeira, Kololom, Kulubakikoseves, Ogmelachabashan, Kikoseves. Ibzeira is asking every single person, it would be the shear of a Koseves, that size of the fig. And if he's a giant, it would be the same thing. I think it makes sense that each person is going to be affected exactly the same, even dependent on his size. Abai said, yeah, that they felt that every person, if he eats a koseves, had some level effect. For a normal-sized person, it has more of an effect. For a very, very big person, it has less of an effect. But the Gemara is saying a fascinating thing. It's saying, if you eat less than a koseves, Less than that shear. So the Gemara is saying, does, dependent on your size, a person for sure did not get mesvedaite, that level of satisfaction. Once it's that shear of koseves, so then each person got some level of mesvedaite, and dependent on the size of the person would be how much. But that's why every single person, the shear is exactly the same, koseves, and it comes out every single person, no matter his size, how small he is. If he eats less than that, it's not called mesvedaite. But if he eats that shear, if he's really, really big, it'll be a little bit mesvedaite satisfaction. And if he's smaller, so then it'll be more. If you eat a nice, juicy piece of meat, which will give a person a lot of satisfaction, that's going to be the same as eating some type of like branches, some edible branches off of a tree? Because it doesn't sound logical that that should give the person the same level of satisfaction. Spice has the same answer. I'm not saying that if you eat the juicy piece of meat, you'll get as much satisfaction as the other thing. All they're saying is that if you eat less than the sheer, that's not called you got that level of satisfaction at all. If you ate a koseves, so then each food would give a person a satisfaction. How good the food is would give a person a different level of satisfaction. But the sheer koseva is not going to be dependent on the size of the person, and it's not going to be dependent on the type of food that he eats. That's what the Gemara just clarified. Maskefla Rava Kizayis Bekdeachilos Pras, that the Brisa says, that if, that if a person eats something where the shear, the amount to be chayiv is a kezayiz, so he has to eat it within kedei achilas pras. Literally, it means 
like eating eating a piece of bread. It's a machlokas in the Rishonims. I mean, like the size of three eggs or the size of four eggs. So, like when we talk about shiurim and you hear different numbers thrown around, four minutes, seven minutes, nine minutes, that's all trying to define what's kedei achilos pras. So the Brisa says a kezayis. If a person eats something, which if, if he eats a kezayis of it, he's obligated. He has to eat it within kedei achilos pras, within that that amount of time. The koseves and by Yom Kippur, the kedei achilos pras, that a person needs to eat on Yom Kippur within the shear, within the measurement of kedei achilos pras, in order to be chayiv for Yom Kippur. So what Rav is asking is like this. That why is it if a person eats a kezayis, so then let's just make let's just make up a number. Let's just say seven minutes, just to make it easier. So if a person eats chaylev, something he's not allowed to eat, so he has to eat it within those seven minutes. If he spreads it out over a half an hour, that's not defined that he ate a kezayis of chaylev. That's called he took a little bite and waited and took a little bite. Okay, so he has to eat the whole thing within the seven minutes. And kosevis, we learned yesterday, the amount for Yom Kippur is for sure bigger than a kezayis. We had a machlok, is it a little less than an egg, a little more than an egg, but it's for sure bigger than a kezayis. But the Brisa said, to be obligated on Yom Kippur, you have to eat the whole bigger thing in the same seven minutes. If you would eat it over a course of more than seven minutes, let's say, so then you would not be obligated. So asks Rava, if when it comes to eating a little bit, the shear of defining eating it together is seven minutes, so then does, shouldn't it follow that if you're eating a bigger thing, that shear should be expanded, should be a little bit bigger? In other words, why is it, when it comes to eating a kezayis, the amount of time you can eat it within to define it as one achila, seven minutes, and when it comes to Yom Kippur, which you're eating more, it's the same seven minutes. I would have thought that it should, you should have more time to eat it because you're eating more food. Abai says the same answer. That since by Yom Kippur, the definition of eating and drinking is a person gets a certain level of a certain level of satisfaction, he calmed down because he ate something. So therefore, in Chazal making the shirer, they held it was the exact same thing. That it needs to be in those seven minutes to be defined as meisvedaite, if a person eats it in more than that amount of time, as much as it's more food, but that's not called that he got that certain level of satisfaction. Maskefla rava, kezayis bekteachilas pras, chazi pras bekteachilas pras. So rava is asking his same question again. That when it comes to, he's asking from a different case, but it's basically the same question. That when you eat a kezayis, you have to eat it within that sheer, let's say, seven minutes of kedeachilas pras. When it comes to chatzi pras, which is the sh- a shear given for if a person eats tummy foods to make his body tummy, so that shear is a chatzi pras, which is much, much bigger. Rashi says that's the size of like two big eggs. But still, the Bryce says it's the exact same shear. person has to eat it within the seven minutes. So Rav is asking the same question again. Why would it be that if he eats a kezayis, of something that it takes a kezayis to be chayiv, the shear is, let's say, seven minutes. And when it comes to eating foods, which is going to make the person tummy, which you have to eat two big eggs, which is much, much bigger than a kezayis, it's the same seven minutes. Now, the answer to that question is that that type of case 
is tumas gvir, which means to make a person's body tummy is not really a din daraisa by tummy foods. The only time daraisa a person can make his body tummy is the nevela of a of tahor, of a kasher bird. But when it comes to eating tummy foods, daraisa that does not make a person's body tummy. And since it's only a din darabbanan, so they were lenient that to, for the din darabbanan to be in place, a person has to eat it very fast. So again, Rava was asking, if you eat more food, it should be the exact same amount? You have to eat it in the same seven minutes? So the answer is, yeah, by there where it's only a dindarabonon, so Chazal built in a leniency that it's only going to pick a person tummy midarabonon if he eats it very fast. Did a papa really say that eating tummy foods doesn't really make a person tummy doiraisa? It would sound like the way to read the Pasuk is that it's saying that it makes a person tummy. And we have a statement from our Papa seemingly saying that from that Pasuk you learn that if a person eats tummy food, it makes him tummy. My answer is no. But that statement of our Papa didn't really mean it's a dairaisa. It's really a dairabonon. And what do we use that Pasuk for? So Rashi answers that the Gemara, the Gemara over, the Gemara earlier really used that Pasuk for a different thing. Okay, so, I mean, so, so just to summarize, what we're saying is that, I mean, when the Mishnah said the amount to eat for Yom Kippur is to eat the shear of a Koseves Hagasa, to be Chayiv Kharis, we're eating on Yom Kippur, a person has to eat the size of a big fig. So that is the same exact shear for every single person in the world. When it comes to drinking, to be chayiv, a person has to drink a mali lugmav, which we really said is ki mali lugmav, which means this, a full cheek of each person. Okay, so why is it when it comes to eating, it's one defined shear for every single person, but when it comes to drinking, each and every person is going to have his own shear. So the way the Gemara answered that is that there's one, there's one basic um, rule, and eating and drinking have different applications of the rule. What's the rule? The Pasik says, Asher lo That a person can't, person has to afflict themselves on Yom Kippur. It didn't say, don't eat, don't drink. If it would have said, don't eat, don't drink, so then it would have been the normal amount of kazayas by eating. But it said, afflict yourself. Don't not afflict, don't not afflict yourself. So, what's the definition of not afflicting yourself? So Chazal made a diak. It didn't say don't eat. So therefore they understood what the Gemara's term is I'm translating that as some level of satisfaction a person gets. When it comes to eating, every single person's shear for reaching that point is a kosevis. So that's why it's not dependent on each person. Because when it comes to eating, the way it affects the person is not dependent on the person's size. So therefore every person, regardless of his size, is allowed, meaning is not chayiv karis if he eats less than a kosevas, but every person, regardless of his size, no matter how big he is, if he eats a kosevas, has some level of meisvedaite, that level of satisfaction, therefore he's going to be chayiv karis. Now, the Gemara is saying if he's really, really big, it'll be less. If he's smaller, it'll be more, but the halacha stays the same for everybody. And no matter how big he is, if he eats that kosevas, he's chayiv. When it comes to drinking, the way it affects the person is that if a person's bigger, 
He has to drink more to get that level of satisfaction. If he's smaller, he has to drink less. So that's why when it comes to the halacha of drinking on Yom Kippur, then it's really going to be dependent on each person. So if a person is ever in a situation where he needs to eat or drink on Yom Kippur, right, we talked about that we avoid, we avoid this shear. Right? If a person's mamish in a sakana, if a person's very dangerous, so you just eat and drink as you need. But if a person's in a situation where it's, it's preventative, that he can just drink little bits at a time to try to stay hydrated for whatever situation, so even though we learned chatsi shir is aser minatera, which means even drinking a little bit or eating a little bit of something you're not allowed to do is, is prohibited from the Torah, but it's much less stringent than this shir, because this shir is karis, which is very stringent. Less than that shir is, is prohibited minatera, but it's much less stringent. So what we do for a sick person is we tell them to drink less than the shir. So what we're saying is that if a person has a question, each rabbi will have his own way to determine exactly what the shear is. But a person can have a situation where he'll be told before Yom Kippur to, to measure out the size of his cheek. Because for each person, we're learning that each person really has a different shear. So the Rav might tell the person, before Yom Kippur, put this much, put water on the size of your cheek, fill it up, and then, excuse me for a minute, put it back, spit it out into the cup and then measure out how much liquid was there, and that would define his shear of malilugmav to be less than that shear for what he needs to drink on Yom Kippur. Okay. Says the Gemara by the two dots. Amar of Papa. Achal umtza. Okay, so the Mishnah told us that if a person eats and drinks, they don't add up together. If you eat any foods, that adds up to be chayif. If you drink any drinks, that adds up. But if you take a little bite, of a cracker, and you take a little drink, that doesn't add up, it's two different tracks. Says the Gemara, Let's say a person ate some raw meat with some salt on it. Says the Gemara, that will be mitzarif. The salt will add up to his shear of eating a kosevas. Even though that's not the normal way for people to eat. And since some people eat raw meat, Therefore, it adds up. Hamaresh Lakish, tzir shal gabe yerek. The tzir is some type of liquid that comes out of the vegetable, sometimes like when it's salted. So the tzir shal gabe yerek is mitzarf lekikoseves. So that liquid which is on top of the vegetable adds up to my shear of eating a koseves, even though the tzir is a liquid. And we learned that a liquid can't add up to eating, but if it's the liquid on top of the vegetable, it adds up. Says the Gemara Pshita. That's obvious. Mahu mashkehu. Now, I would have argued that's defined as a liquid. If it's defined as, if the tzir, that liquid, is defined as a liquid, so then it shouldn't add up to the shear of eating. Kamash Mulan, he's coming to teach me, kalachshuri ochla ochlahu. That since the liquid's there to make the food better, therefore that adds up to the shear of eating. Right, the Mishnah Bruce says another case. A person dips his challah into wine. Okay, so that wine is going to add up because that wine is really made to make his challah more tasty. So even though we said liquids don't add up to food, but if you're using the liquid to enhance the food, so then it does add up. Amresh Lakish. If a person eats an achila gasa, which means he eats to the point, he eats even though he's like disgusted from food. Right? We're not just saying a person had a big supper. We're saying a person's at a point where he's 
he's like nauseated by eating more. So if he eats an achila gasa, that amount on Yom Kippur, he's potter. So what does that mean? That means if a person starts eating and he gets, he eats so, so much on Yom Kippur that he got to the point of being disgusted, then he didn't do anything wrong? So that doesn't make sense. So Rashi says, look, look, look at Rashi, six lines up from the bottom, achila gasa. says, Rashi, what's the case? That in the night of Yom Kippur he ate when he was full. He had a huge suda time of sekas. It means before Yom Kippur he stuffed himself. So then when he started eating the night during Yom Kippur, during Kol Nidre, he, he, brought out, he brought out some donuts, but he was already at a point that he was so stuffed that it wasn't even enjoyable at all. He was disgusted from the food. So in that case, says Rish Lakish, he's pot. That's not called eating. Okay, my timer. Asher lo se'una ksiv. The Pazik says, person who didn't afflict himself. Prat lamazik. But if a person ate at a point where it's not enjoyable for him to eat, that's not called that he didn't afflict himself. Right? He's, don't afflict yourself means if you go get benefit, you then you transgress the tzivoy of don't af- then to afflict yourself. But if he ate at a point where it's disgusting to eat, so then Reish Lakish is saying that's not that's not transgressing the asher lo se'una. Amr Yirbi Amr Reish Lakish, zar she'achel truma, achila gasa. So normally, if a non kohen eats truma by accident, the halacha is he has to pay a keren, which means he has to pay the value of it back plus a chomish, plus a fifth. It says Rish Lakish, let's say a person is stuffed. A non-Kohen eats truma when he's at a point, it's not even enjoyable for him to eat. He's disgusted by food. You have to pay the principal, the amount that you took. You don't have to pay the chomach, which is a fifth more. Because because when the Pasik says, Says ish ki yochal kodesh, a person who eats the truma, then it says he pays a he pays a chomesh. So says Rabbi Yirmiyomer Lakish, same same thing. When it when the Torah says he eats, that's something which is defined as achila eating. But if he eats at a point where he's disgusted by food, that's not defined as he ate. That's defined as he destroyed somebody else's thing. How did he destroy it by eating it? But therefore, he's not obligated in the extra chomesh, which is learned out from that pasik, but he does have to pay the basic, the, the value of the thing that he took. Okay, let's see one more line. Amr Rabbi Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Zar Shekose Seorin Shel Truma. A Zar, a non Kohen who ate, who, who was Koses, which means that he just chewed on it. I mean, he ate something in a, in a not normal way to eat it. Seorim Shel Truma. Barley of truma. He has to pay the principal. He doesn't have to pay the chomesh. Why not? Because the Pasuk says that he ate it to the exclusion of destroying it. And this is saying not that a person is so disgusted by food because he's so full. This one's saying that if he ate it in a way which is such a strange way to eat. It's not called derech achila. It's a, such a strange way to eat. So it's, then it's not defined as he ate it and therefore he's also exempt from that extra chi of that extra obligation of the chomish. Okay, we'll stop over here.